Welcome all to our online worship service at the United Methodist Church, Westlake Village, for this Sunday after Christmas, December 27th. Blessings to you all. We clergy and our tech personnel are on our post-Christmas holiday break. So we are pre-recording this service a bit earlier and are now broadcasting it to you. So dear friends, Merry Christmas to you all and oh yeah, Happy New Year in a, in a few days. May this upcoming year have our world being colored with Christmas as we have been talking about these Advent Sundays and may it be transformed into one in which love prevails over hate, good over evil, and joy hope, and peace push back the darkness. Let us all be open to God's grace in this new year in powerful ways, helping us all to make it a blessing for ourselves and for those around us. May it be so. Now then, let us center ourselves upon the spirit of the living Lord within and among us and worship. where we invite the children to come and have a little bit of a one-on-one -on -one time with me, so to speak. If you are at home, come forward. I hope you're still in your pajamas, maybe holding on to the favorite present that you got on Christmas morning. Presents are great, aren't they? They are a reminder of not just a thing that we get, but more importantly, the people who love us dearly, who cared enough to get us those beloved toys. The givers of the gifts are what are truly special in this season. We received an amazing gift on Christmas Eve, the gift of Jesus living among us, walking with us, promising to teach us and guide us. Oh, such an amazing gift. And that reminds us of the giver of that gift. God loved us so much 
that he sent his son into the world that we might be redeemed and that we might know God's love through Jesus. I hope and pray that as you had all of your celebrations for Christmas over the last couple of days, that you remember that ultimate gift, that gift of love, that gift of light, that gift of life that talks to each and every one of us. Hold tight to the gift that you received at Christmas from God and from your family and hold tight to God and the people who surround you with love every day. Will you guys join me in prayer? Dear God, thank you for today. Thank you for tomorrow. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for sending us Jesus to show us that love. It was the ultimate gift. Amen. Let's go to God in prayer. God of promise and mysterious light, be with us this day as we journey in our faith to meet your gift. Give us courage to hope along our way as your light will continue to glow brightly in our path, leading us to service and discipleship. Lord of bright and abiding light, you have shown us in the person of Jesus, your son, a new way to live. You have poured your light into the world and have asked us to live in the light rather than run and hide in the darkness of doubt and despair. You promise to be our light all of our days and ask us to place our trust in you. The journey in the light is risky. It means that we will have to be very serious about our service to you giving you our best and offering hope and light to others. 
in this new year, we bring to you the names and situations of others for whom light seems to be a stranger. They struggle with this global pandemic, ill health, economic hardship, broken and damaged relationships, loss of loved ones, and anxiety. We place them in your care in this moment of silence. Let your light shine on them, bringing healing and hope. Help us be bearers of that light in all that we do. For we ask this in Jesus' name, the one who taught us to say when we pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen.
the end of our sermon series for Advent and Christmastide, which has been based on the biblical witness of Jesus's nativity as heard in the Gospels of Luke and of Matthew. And we have used the, the marvelously beautiful stereographs of, of John August Swanson to help us interpret and make sense of the deeper meaning of it. So again, I extend my thanks to John for his permission to use his artwork in our worship. And I encourage you to visit his website to further explore the gifts and graces God has poured through this local artist. We have celebrated the Annunciation, the visit of the angels to the shepherds, the journey of the Magi, and the birth of baby Jesus. Today we look at two stunningly diametric and powerful moments of the early weeks of Jesus's life. The scenes wrap up what we know of the nativity narrative for the gospel witness. So here, our first scripture reading for today. Listen to these words. Our scripture today is from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 2, verses 21 through 40. After eight days had passed, it was time to circumcise the child, and he was called Jesus, the name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. When the time came for their purification according to the law of Moses, they brought him up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every firstborn male shall be designated as holy to the Lord. And they offered a sacrifice according to what is stated in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. The man was righteous and devout, looking forward to the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit rested on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Guided by the Spirit, Simeon came into the temple. And when the parents brought in the child Jesus, to do for him what was customary under the law, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Master, now you are dismissing your servant in peace, according to your word, for my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles 
and for glory to your people Israel. And the child's father and mother were amazed at what was being said about him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to his mother Mary, This child is destined for the falling and the rising of many in Israel, and to be a sign that will be opposed, so that the inner thoughts of many will be revealed, and a sword will pierce your own soul too. There was also a prophet, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel, of the tribe of Asher. She was of a great age, having lived with her husband seven years after her marriage, then as a widow to the age of 84. She never left the temple, but worshipped there with fasting and prayer night and day. At that moment she came and began to praise God and to speak about the child to all who were looking for the redemption of Jerusalem. When they had finished everything required by the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee, to their own town of Nazareth. The child grew and became strong, filled with wisdom, and the favor of God was upon him. Our, our first reading is about Joseph and Mary taking the baby Jesus to the temple for his circumcision and his dedication. Now the Torah gives direction for this act, and any devout Jew would, would seek to comply as best they could under the circumstances. Now, since the Holy Family was just a half-day journey from Jerusalem, it was uh, more than convenient for them to pack up and get to Jerusalem for this occasion. Mary and Joseph could readily comply with the requirements of their faith and offer praise to God in the temple for the birth of their son and offer sacrifice dedicating the first male of their family to the work of God among God's people. Let's take a look at Swanson's artwork. This is called the Presentation at the Temple. We notice right off that it is a, a night scene with stars dazzling, angels hovering, and candles glowing. Being poor, Mary and Joseph are bringing Jesus with two turtle doves to sacrifice. Unlike a sheep that would have been typical for this occasion, if they had the resources. The four towers are there in this image that Swanson has created for us. And there's upper windows that are lit with scholars who read or, or maybe transcribe the holy works. And it's reminding us of the ancient and the ongoing word of God that anchors the holy family in their action this day. Note the panels on the tower columns. Can you see how they are scenes presented by John to highlight the living memory of God's action in history? So, so let's take a closer look. On this segment, which is now brought up for you, it's on the left side, and we're near the top of that left side. If you look closely, you can, you can see Moses, and you can see the Ten Commandments. 
And now in this segment brought up for you now, this is near the bottom of that panel on the left side. I hope you're able to notice that there's Jonah and there's Daniel in the lion's den. These are all major aspects of the Judaic faith, which would have been a part of what was going on this day in the minds and the spiritual hearts of Mary and Joseph. Now let's go to another a segment. This is the right side of the panel now of the serigraph. And, and I want you to notice there at the top, David and his harp. Do you, see, do you see that? Moses and the burning bush, I think you can notice pretty well. And there's Abraham and, and Isaac. And now on this next segment, we're, we're going down on that side, uh, nearer the bottom. And you should be able to notice Noah's ark and Ruth and Naomi gleaming. Now back to a, a, a fuller image. Your eyes have been wanting to go to the center of the piece, and that's what I hope you're seeing right now, for that's where the main action is that claims your attention when you look at this piece of work. You see at the center the Holy Family, as, as you would expect. You see there also, with the Holy Family, Simeon, holding the baby Jesus, and Anna, right next to him, uttering her prophecy. Their words are, are one more indication of the wonder of this moment. The consolation of Israel, Simeon says. The redemption of Jerusalem, Anna says the dawning of the messianic age has arrived and god is at work turning the world to rights you can imagine the amazement added to mary and joseph's sense of things by this welcome at the temple indeed they pondered these things long and hard in their thoughts and in their minds. Our second scripture reading today is from Matthew chapter 2, verses 13 through 15. Now after they had left, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, Get up, take the child and his mother, and flee to Egypt, and remain there until I tell you. For Herod is about to search for the child to destroy him. Then Joseph got up, took the child and his mother by night, and went to Egypt and remained there until the death of Herod. This was to fulfill what had been spoken by the Lord through the prophet, Out of Egypt I have called my son. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. So you've heard our second scripture reading for today. The mood and the action, it changes dramatically, doesn't it? And in the serigraph that Swanson has made over this passage called The Flight into Egypt, you can see there's something different going on now. It's become more serious. It's become more troubling. It's perhaps one of the most saddest moments in Scripture because it turns such a joyful and a promising series of events, this birth narrative of Jesus. 
them to one of great fear and terror and sorrow. To put an end to what might be a challenge to his rule, Herod orders the killing of all the male babies under two in the Bethlehem area. In that purge, he hopes to kill what promises to be the interloper to his reign. The evil people do with their power, it's amazing and it's wanton. And as scripture says, the weeping of Rachel is unconsolable. And as we know, heard throughout the ages. We're pulling into a, a segment of the stereograph now, and, and you can see that soldiers are seen at the city gates and in an outlying village, searching, searching for the baby, searching for Jesus with a different spirit about themselves than the Magi or the shepherds had. The Holy Family has escaped, though. In our next segment of the Sarah the journey down the road passes a shepherd in the field with his flock. Do they take note of the irony of, of what's happening here, the Holy Family or the shepherd? And there's a, a fellow traveler warming himself by a fire along the road. And nature greets the, the holy family. We see owls, rabbit, deer, frogs, turtle, fish. Angels light the way, protecting and guiding the holy family towards their future. We pull back to the the fuller image now, this, this poor family about whom people have said some strange, well, and some wondrous things, is fleeing intimate danger to a, an unknown country. This is what families do to survive, even our holy family. They seek a better, a safer place for themselves, for their children. This still goes on nowadays, doesn't it? The Holy Family will be refugees for some three to, to five years in Egypt, maybe more before they learn that Herod has died and it's safe for them to return to Nazareth. We have been sharing this series of sermons with the banner of Color Our World with Christmas. And in that theme, we have been been hoping that we would find cause, find cause in our lives to bring forward 
the qualities of joy and peace and hope and love and praise to color our world and affect our world with faith. Our celebration of Christmas this year under the duress of our pandemic days shows just how important it is that we view Christmas as more than just being a sentimental celebration. Because in its original form, it was life transforming. It was history making. It was earth shaking. A new era started. And each year, a new era, well, it may just start again in the privacy of someone's inner thoughts, in the public display of someone's actions. People moved by faith show the spiritual power of Christmas to color their world. I love the writings of Howard Thurman, and I want to share with you a poem that he has written about the work of Christmas and how that work continues on after the climax of the holiday. It's called me to attention and to ministry all these many years of, of my life. When the song of the angels is stilled, when the star in the sky is gone, when the kings and the princes are home, when the shepherds are back with their flock, the work of Christmas begins to find the lost, to heal the broken, to feed the hungry, to release the prisoner, to rebuild the nations, to bring peace among others, to make music in the heart. May it be so with you. Let God have God's way with you and reshape your life so that all of its moments, all of its moments with your thoughts, with your words, with your actions, all of your moments are reflective of God's will. And in so doing, brighten this world of ours with God's wondrous light. May God's light refract through you 
in all of its marvelous colors so that you might color our world with Christmas now and always. Amen. Go tell it on the mountain over the hills and everywhere go tell it on the mountain that jesus christ is born while shepherds kept their watching or silent flocks by night behold throughout the heavens there shone a holy light go tell it on the mountain over the hills and consider how we might color the world with Christmas through our tithes, gifts, and offerings. We invite you to consider how you might give praise and honor to God with the gifts that you give. Invite you also to consider how you might end this year strong and consider how you might prayerfully give leading into 2021. Let us receive the gift of music. Thank you. 
Well, that's it. Thank you so much for joining us for worship this day. May God bless you in all your comings and all your goings now and for forevermore. Next Sunday, January 3rd, we will also be pre-recording service, yet that worship will be led by our United Methodist leadership of the conference. It will be a, an excellent worship service that you will want to be sure to experience. Pastor Rachel and I will be back with you on Sunday, January 10th. And until then, blessings to you all and let us launch into this new year with faith. Stay safe. Be healthy. Know that you are loved. Amen.